Welcome to the Nativist Podcast, where we tap into our instinct and natural power to live intuitively. The ultimate goal is to leave the world healthier and more beautiful than we found it. It all starts on the individual level by cultivating our mind-body connection. Whether you're on a healing journey or just want to look and feel your best, I hope by the end you feel a little happier, a little more inspired, and a little more invested in yourself and the world. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Nativist Podcast. This is the third installment of my series on addressing discrimination. This is a necessary conversation, and I am really psyched to have the people who have agreed to share their experiences and their thoughts. And today's guest is my girl, Chelly Brubaker. We don't go way, way back, but we feel like we have because we're tight and she is one of my best friends and I love her and once you hear her you will too. Chelly, what's up? <laughs> oh my gosh, what an introduction. <laughs> I swear that's what like everybody says. They're like, wow, you well, really okay. came in hot with that one. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Here for it. Here yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell the people about yourself, what your background is, and we'll go from there. Okay. So I am a mother of two boys. Beautiful boys. <laughs> Eleven Mod- and literally eight. model boys. They're most <laughs> off. Okay, I'm first generation born in the United States. My background is of the West Indian descent. Like my mom, my dad, my grandmother, great grandmother before that. My parents moved to California when my Mom was about 16. Mom and dad had a long distance relationship for like seven years. Wow. Mm -hmm. That is commitment. That is love. Yes. (laughs) And then my dad came up and here. And it's a whole other story about how my mom got here and, you know, being the daughter of a single, single mom and just, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. I've heard some of it. Yeah, it's a little bit crazy. And I moved to Pocatello five years ago next, this month. Wow. <gasps> Happy Annie. Happy five years. I cannot, it seems longer than that. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of does. Yeah. And I am married to a native Poc- Pocotello. Yeah, Pocatello. Pocatello. There you go. <laughs> Um, who you know like graduated from pokey high like farm boy you know all the things and he's actually been a previous guest on here jason brubaker yes he is a graphic artist is that the correct term for yeah graphic Um, artist turned self-publisher yeah super Mm -hmm. talented his work for some big names very cool if you haven't checked it out check it out back to our regular programming (laughs) (laughs) and i've had some like different thoughts about what's going on and being from the background and the family that I come from I just feel like I was brought up differently than what I think just anybody would expect but I feel like even more the African-American people even different from that so I feel like my insight and my story is a little bit even different in that way or because I've had discrimination even from my own quote-unquote people if that makes sense yeah oh yeah and i don't know i was brought up where differences were not spoken about in the house like that we just live life like be respectable be a good human have good morals work hard you know just 
those sort of things. So I actually feel like I didn't grow up looking at color or seeing color. I just saw it as people. And so it's kind of, it's hard for me almost to resonate with any side sure. in what's yeah. going on because yeah, I yeah. just, I don't look through lenses like that, Yeah, if that makes sense. So, yeah. and because of my parents like hard work and their upbringing and what they had gone through living in a third world country and moving to California to get away from it wasn't even strife it was more just they just wanted better socially and economically for themselves mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. you know isn't that why everybody you know comes right. to the states right right you know or comes to California or goes to New York because they want to live the dream and more opportunity because that was lacking mm-hmm. on the island that they're from. And one interesting thing that, that I always think about as well is that when I think of like my dad's past, because my dad was in the army in the Caribbean and I didn't, I don't feel like I even really knew his story or understood his story till he told me one day when I was like, I don't know, I was like 20 something years old and he told me a story. I was almost like afraid because I'm like, why are you telling me this? What's going on? Is something wrong? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, because this is like some deep stuff. But and you're like, what's prompting this? Yes, what's prompting? Why are you feeling compelled to share this all yes, of a sudden? Like right now, I'm 20 something yeah. years old. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, because he said things like, "I love you. I hope oh. you know." Yeah, like, oh, stuff, okay, like stuff like, like that. Where, where I was going? just like, "Dad, are you okay? Are yeah. you sick? Like, what's yes. going on?" give it to me now give it to me straight but in hearing seeing my dad how he lived his life and hearing the story of the army you know his life in the army and why he stayed back in the caribbean Mm -hmm. instead of coming and moving with my mom Mm -hmm. it's interesting when you think about like they not fight amongst themselves but they disagree amongst themselves Mm -hmm. you know it's not a black or white thing there's more quote unquote black people but there are indian there's asian so many variations just like with whites yes right i mean you have europeans and different variations within the white race yes yes and there they fight over corruption it has nothing to do with the color of your skin or where you're from it's just about corruption that's all they care about like just be fair Mm -hmm. be equal you know and i feel like that's what needs to be in people's minds instead of it being this or that it's just fight for the good yeah bottom line bottom line like the bottom line like like just be a good human and like you were saying like that's how you were raised yeah above the fray of racism and racial recognition just be a good human we're all humans just do your best to do right by yourself and others and just guiding light right that you would hope everyone would have so that's just how i was brought up and so in the back of my mind i'm like hearing backlash from like different things different things that people have told me in the past and I feel like yeah. everybody's feeling that, right? Yeah. It's weird. So Yeah, and you're trying to tread carefully and navigate neutrally and unoffensively and we'll get to that. Which bit. which I yeah. almost feel like why? Yeah. Why does it have to feel like that? Yeah. Right. Like why does this have to be so hard and why does it have to be so delicate? Like yes. 
And why do we, yeah, need to make it so charged? And I get that it's a hot topic and it just feels like you can't even really engage. And I think that causes a lot of people and deters a lot of people to not want to engage because they're scared of stepping on a landmine mm-hmm. and in an unintentionally offending someone else or saying the wrong thing, even if they're not intending to do so. And like we were talking earlier, like you had said, you can't control others' reactions. All yeah. you can do is act with the best intent hopefully you're acting with the best intent and you cannot control how others perceive you and how others react to you and I think like I said you I think should just focus on engaging and listening to people and letting people know that you're supporting and acting with love and leading with love and I think that's the best that you can do and you will inevitably offend somebody that is going to happen in life whether you're talking about race whether you're talking about anything in life and you can't control that and that doesn't mean that you need to disengage that's I think even more of a reason to engage Mm -hmm. and your temporary discomfort pales in comparison to a lot of the hurt and the pain that others feel and so get in there stay in there lead with love communicate to others that you're leading with love to the best of your ability and just let that be enough yes and be okay and feel good about it yeah and I mean just kind of expanding on that like I've had friends here Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm not a very judgmental person. You're very open. I'm very open and I don't mm-hmm. feel like people's intent is innately to do harm and do wrong. Right. And, so and that's a great a, perspective in life to have. Yeah, and yeah. so I have a hard time. Like the people that have come to me and they're like, Chelly, I feel, how are you doing? But I feel weird. Like I don't even know how to talk to you. And I'm like, it's me. <laughs> like you guys, really? <laughs> but I feel like that's with the state of affairs. Like, yeah that people feel this because it's so harsh, like this line, black and and white, pun intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it shouldn't even be like that. Like our friendship and what you know of me should transcend whatever is going on to make you feel weird to ask, like, can you help me? And I'm just like, but you don't need help. You're doing fine. Yeah. You're doing great. Your example at home is, I've been around your kids. They're fine. They're respectable. They're human. They get along with me. I don't feel any ill intent. I mean, they're innocent beings that don't even look at things like that in the first place anyway. No concept or awareness of it. Yes. And so to me, I had someone that was like, tell me what words to use. And I'm like, truthfully, you don't need to talk to your kids. They don't have a problem. And you're actually going to make them more confused because in their mind, they're like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't even look at racism on their radar. Yes. I don't even look, they don't even look at it like that. So keep doing what you're doing. Otherwise it's almost like unintentionally, like I'm speaking for you, but you can appreciate them wanting to do right by you and trying to honor the current climate. But it's almost like that's almost regressing because you're like, our previous status quo is what was working and that's how it should be. We're just interacting two humans and that's how it should be. Race isn't even a part of the conversation. We're not even talking about it. I'm Chelly, you're you. Let's keep doing what we were doing. And I'm just kind of like, so the state of affairs, are you feeling hostility from me? Because of the state of affairs, even though that's not how I'm acting. Yeah, and nothing I've done has changed. Yeah, so I'm like, you're fine. Yeah. Feel okay. Feel comfortable in your skin. Feel confident in our relationship and, you know, that you can come to me and ask with a pure heart. Not where you're like, I just don't know what to say and it's awkward. And I'm like, no, it's not. And it doesn't have to be. Yes. Don't let what's going on out there and whatever they're feeling and whatever they've been through seep into what you already have that's good. I don't know. I feel that same way with when 
people follow a group and they use the past, even though it's not their past, mm-hmm. to or a grievance or something. Yes, yeah. or use it as a scapegoat for their yeah. actions. Oh. Like I, ugh, like yeah. that. Like I'm like, just take responsibility for you and what you've been through. I don't care if three different people were in the same situation at the same place at the same time it is still going to resonate with you differently yeah period because everybody's different exactly and so the whole like let me get on the bandwagon i absolutely like no pause see how it feels with you react how you would act for you don't let what's going on on the outside like affect how you would act or think or do That's such a good point. And that's also something that I wanted to touch on too, because there are going to be so many different reactions. And depending on your personal experience, your observations, your exposure currently and historically, Mm -hmm. whatever your unique situation is, is going to color your... What a great choice of words. Yeah. <laughs> but and it's to me it's I'm like it's so stupid that you yeah, can't just say that. And then it's word. gonna be taken out of context. Like right. stop. Right, right, right. <laughs> and everybody's gonna have a different reaction and you just again just lead with love, do the best you can do. And like you said, just focus on what resonates with you and what feels like your truth and what feels right to you and go with that and let that be your guide and understand and empathize that there are going to be varying reactions across the spectrum and it is okay and it's okay like like i was like like i tell my son it is okay for you to do it your way if you are not hurting anybody and you're not hurting anything it is okay to do it your way feel your way yeah react your way yeah it's okay yes and you should not feel like you're going to be judged because you're doing it your way yes yes i don't know right you gotta live your truth yeah this is whether you're expressing yourself with style this is whether you're navigating a racial landscape this is whether you're talking to a partner a spouse like whatever just wholeheartedly this is a universal principle just live and let live and it's okay and feel your feelings and they're valid and just try Mm -hmm. to do right by others and honor and accept others yeah and it reminds me of something that I saw today, even though I haven't been on social media very much, but something I saw today where someone said, like, if we were all gray and we were all the same color, what would that mean and why? We were all made different in this way for a purpose and for a reason. Oh, I saw the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you post it? No, I didn't post it. But but I I was just like, yes. Yes. Like, it's beautiful. It's the beauty of us. Yes. I fully believe in the beauty of diversity. Like, we would, it would be so stagnant. Oh, exactly. <laughs> if so we were stagnant, all the so same. boring. So boring. Ugh. And I just How would we grow and learn? Exactly. That's the word I was going to use. There would be no growth. No. And there would be, it would just be blah. blah. <laughs> Not into it. I don't want that. Day. <laughs> I love how you had told me earlier about your contrasting experience compared to your brothers. Hmm. African-American males. Yes typically have different experiences or well, have I should say typically but yeah have. that's what I feel and that's what I felt like when you asked me to even come and speak here yeah. I, I was almost like do I even have anything to offer that would help because I'm like it's very different for an African-American male and an African-American female or I feel like male and female in general yeah I have been in some instances when I lived in California, and just to give a brief history, I have always lived in a predominantly 
white area and arena. Socioeconomically, my parents worked hard to put us where they put us, to have us go to school where we went to school, to have us live where we live, to have us be educated, to have us brought up a certain way. I don't even want to say lifestyle, because if I say lifestyle, that's based on people's definition. Not, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But in my parents' mind, this is just like, this is what I want to give my children for the life that they, they're older, they're wiser. I feel like I know that they could see the future <laughs> in a sense, you know? And so they're like, this is how I'm going to raise my children. And I'm hoping, you know, just like what it says, raise a child in the way you want them to be brought up if they stray from it that's them but you raise them in the way that you want them to go and hopefully they will stay on that path and on that road I truly feel like my parents did that and they continue to try to do that but still let us be individual but the fact that we were in certain socioeconomic areas we were always more in a predominantly white neighborhood that's just what my parents strove for. So was there a reason for that? What was their reason for striving for that? I don't know if it was partially because they're from a third world country mm -hmm. and they're just like, I left there to not be in that same thing again. Gotcha. You know, and I feel like I have that same mentality, even from moving here from California. I was just like, look, Jason, so if we're gonna move to Idaho, then I want some space. I'm not moving here to be in the same thing I was in. If we're going to change it up and we're going to be different and we're going to grow from this, then we need to be someplace different yeah. where we can grow, yeah. you know, which I'm grateful for what we have and for how it's changed me and given me insight of who I am yeah. and things like that. Yeah. But I feel like that's what my parents strove for. And because of that, I got scrutiny from my own people, quote unquote, the people that are, you know, share my skin tone, mm -hmm. yada, mm -hmm. yada, yeah, yeah. because... I was the black girl that spoke proper English and lived in the white neighborhood and had enough money to do certain things. My parents are not rich in, by any means. I would call them wise, not rich. They're rich in their mindset to get to where they are. They're not material rich and they don't look at it like that. They're from a third world country. They don't look at things as necessities of things that they need to show mm -hmm. who they are mm -hmm. and their worth. For their status. And for yeah. their status. They mm -hmm. don't look at it like that. Yes, they have nice things because they've worked for it and because they're like, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, I'm not trying to show off. Yeah. But I was scrutinized a lot specifically in high school because I spoke different. I didn't live in the same areas as my cohorts to the point where they're like you wouldn't even understand oh my and i was just like well i'm a person yeah i do i understand being a teenager <laughs> you know and wanting to fit in but feeling different and i just got along more with but else yeah i mean i got along with my own people but i i always questioned their reasoning for why they wanted to be my friend because there was so much talk about how I was so different socioeconomically from yeah, them. Yeah. When I was with my friends and driving around, it was a Halloween, and I was wearing a baseball cap or something like that, a hat mm -hmm. where you couldn't see my hair. Mm -hmm. And a police officer started following me, and I had my own car, and there were friends in my car, and we were driving around, and he started following me. But it was one of those things where 
he's following me, but he's not doing anything. He just keeps tailing me. How long did this happen? Literally for probably like 10 minutes. Oh, gosh. Not kidding. Okay. Wow. Like driving for blocks and blocks. Wow. And like on the main street, then I turned down the residential. Yeah. That's unsettling. Yes. My initial reaction was not like, oh, I better call myself mm-hmm. because I'm black mm-hmm. and I have no... And I'm in a white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I actually got upset and I was just like how dare you yeah like that yeah what we're not doing anything wrong okay. yeah and in saying that I don't think that's how my brothers feel or how yeah. they felt if they were mm-hmm. ever in, in that situation. situation yeah and when he finally pulled me over he's like so you know said his piece and whatever he's like well this shows that this car is registered to a female and I thought you were a male so that's why I was following you. And I was like, okay. And it didn't hit me then, but like as I go back and think more and more about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, what? Like, what do my brothers go through? And again, I felt ignorant in even thinking about that now because I don't think in that thought process or on that, that plane of what. Not in know, that headspace. Yeah, not like in that headspace of perceiving, like, oh, this is racial. Yeah. This, like, I just don't. Yeah. I actually spoke with my brother yesterday. I said, so I'm going on this podcast with a friend of mine, and how are you doing with this stuff's going on? Like, he lives in California, and I said, is there anything close by you guys? Like, how's mommy and daddy? Is there anything going on there that is bothering them or that is close to home? He's like, not really. He's like, truthfully, I'm not on social media. I don't feel like I want to be or that I have to be, but I also feel like I'm going to be scrutinized for it because we should be using our voice. And he said the same thing. He's like, I wasn't brought up like that. And he's like, to tell you the truth, I haven't been in any situations. Being a black man, where we lived, he's like, I didn't feel like that. And he's like, you know why? He's like, because I knew how to act. I didn't have to act any different than how I was brought up. And so I wasn't on the radar. And when I was approached, my demeanor demanded respect. And so they gave me respect. Does he have any friends who have different perceptions and experiences? He probably does. I do know of one. Coincidentally, this is also the same brother that has been in jail Mm -hmm. because of who he was with. Because of who he became friends with. And, you know, at certain parts of his life where I feel like he kind of had the middle child syndrome. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. you know, sought attention and tried to figure out where he fit in the world and in life and in our family and just in general yeah, you know because yeah. I'm the oldest only girl mm-hmm. and then there's him and then there's my youngest brother but my younger brother is he's very independent very driven I think there's time in his life where he's just like well what am I here for like what how can I stand out from them because he doesn't get very much attention because he's just strong enough by himself yeah and then she's only girl so she gets this yeah right (laughs) you know so making his own way making his own way yeah sure um so there was a time where he was not with the best of crowds and he hasn't shared very much but i do know that this is more of a time where he was a little bit more rebellious Mm -hmm. and he did end up in jail because he was caught with because this is way back when he was caught with weed in his mm-hmm. car. Mm-hmm. That was his lifestyle. And this mm-hmm. was like right at the end of high school. Um, but what's funny is we didn't even know. You didn't know that he in had had that run in or you didn't know that he was I didn't, we didn't, in that we lifestyle didn't even know or what? Of that lifestyle, gotcha. basically. Okay. When he didn't show up for a couple of days, we were just like, what the heck's going on? Mm-hmm. Why hasn't he showed up? And his friend's grandmother was the one that actually called my parents and was like, you need to tell those people what's going on and where that son is 
she's an older lady that I feel like they just have a different mindset mm-hmm. of like, no, that's not how we treat people. That's not how you live life. That's not what you do. So that's how we found out. As far as not telling the family? Yes. Gotcha. And like, we're just going to be, do this thing and mm-hmm. we got in trouble. Like, you need to tell those people what's going on. Mm-hmm. And despite the fact that you got in trouble for whatever you got in trouble. And I mean, we grew up to where my parents were like, they're a consequence type of not punishment but like you'll deal with the consequences and we're not gonna i know when we were younger we're just like you guys are so strict but in reality no not even not even close especially relatively yes relatively compared to other countries i mean just other cultures cultures in general like my parents were truthfully they were just like i want you to learn yeah from through experience yeah. not from me telling you this is how it is and because, this is doing you guys a service these are yes, life lessons yes 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 and at sometimes i was just kind of like but i want you to lead me yeah you know yeah, and my yeah. dad would be like well what do you think and i'm just like is this a trick question <laughs> like yeah am i supposed to know already uh-huh. <laughs> right 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 it's just i don't tactic here. yeah i'm like i don't know yet <laughs> Just give me the right time. Give me yeah. the time. Give me my curfew. Tell me, like, I don't know right. what's a good or wrong time. He's like, there is no wrong answer. Just tell me what time you want to come home. And I was like, but, but if I, I respect I say, that approach. Yeah. No, I'm like, but if I say too late, what? Do you, he's like, what time do you want to come home, Charlie? it's like dad i I like that like giving you the power and investing you in your development situation and awareness yeah and so i was like okay so anyway but in talking to my brother we don't have experiences like what's going on Mm -hmm. not intense experiences like that i even hesitate to say this but we just didn't put ourselves in that Mm -hmm. lifestyle people using that to act the way that they're act. Can you guys see from history? That does not work. Just <laughs> will you change how you act so you will be able to be perceived differently? Like your brother had said, the energy that he yes. emits and how he carries himself and the respect that he commands. And again, this is thank you for being so open. And this is me just having this conversation with mm-hmm. you, seeking understanding and education and so this is me not speaking for anybody this is me trying to learn and i know that you know that yes but i also want to note that for any listeners i am learning through this process as well (laughs) i'm serious i am serious (laughs) well and thank you so this is again me just maybe speaking to others experiences too because i know that there are some and this goes for any situation not necessarily a racial relation situation but there are situations that you can find yourself in that people react to you based on their own biases and prejudices that are beyond your control. Again, like Mm -hmm. we had said, you can't control others' reactions. So even if you're carrying yourself a certain way, sometimes that transcends anything that you can control. Mm -hmm. And so I think what your brother had said, how he carries himself and the respect that he commands is the best way to live because it more often than not generates a certain response and gets him the respect that he deserves as a human as a yeah but also sometimes people do carry themselves in a certain way and people react differently based on their prejudices Mm -hmm. and biases and that's beyond their control so i do see people having that experience in that story which i agree i yeah wholeheartedly agree yeah 
but I love, and I'm a big advocate for this, and this is me, I acknowledge my white privilege and I know that I don't have the experiences that so many have, but I'm a big advocate for owning your actions and your responses and Mm -hmm. taking accountability despite what has happened and we're all dealt a hand and it's up to us. I empathize with what people have had to deal with. I get it. There has been a lot of heaviness and a lot of junk that people have been served I get that and I empathize, but ideally for humans, no matter what hand you have been dealt, I think just overall the best way to live your life is to just take accountability and own that, own your story and try to evolve and grow past it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I like what you said and what you brought up about that, because I feel like this is not just a black thing. I feel like in every race, Mm. there is this, Mm -hmm. you know, there is a human thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, we could go as far as the Asians have had their thing. Oh yeah. You know, the Jews, the the Jews, Yeah. like everybody has had their thing. And I, and I'm sorry, like, I hate feeling this way, but I hate like saying the word white. Like I I seriously do. Because it feels so divisive, right? Yes. I know. I feel Um, you. I feel like the white people have had their thing too. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the like. Well, ours is heavier, and even saying that, I feel like, oh, yeah. I'm not on the right side. There's always people that rise above that in every race, yeah. and so I want the majority. And again, I'm not trying to downplay anything that has happened to anybody. Right, right. Their story, their strife, their past their family's past or what they've been through at all because to me that's all heartbreaking and valid and, and, and it's valid happened. yes yeah. and it's happened and not trying to downplay at all i want to see people collectively more rise above instead of instead of use other people's past to fuel how they're going to react and whose side they're going to be on yeah. and and then just like, I want to go as far as say like, but did that happen to you? No, it didn't. So yes, you can be supportive and not negative and not agree. But yes. still stand in solidarity and yes. honor and respect yes. others' experiences in the past, but also, like you said, transcending it and rising above. Yes. And again, I know that this can be like very off-putting. Be insulting because I know that's not been my experience. No, I know. But just... I think this is me just trying to connect with what you're saying and seeing what you're saying. Yes. No, yeah. I agree. I agree. And I, I like how you earlier when we were chatting had noted that within races, there are intra-racial issues that like people within your own race oh. can hate on each other. Oh, oh. So whites calling others white trash. And I think mm-hmm. it's just showing respect for humans. Again, like let's toss the labels. I'm with you. Like it just kind of irks me a little bit when people use just labels at all Mm -hmm. white people white girls black girls Mm -hmm. black men anything like Mm -hmm. that it just is so divisive the yellow people the red yes i'm just like yes and can we just be called people i know (laughs) and this is addressing and i've seen the meme floating around the internet that it's not about not seeing color it's about like seeing each other's color and honoring it and celebrating yes that's about diversity in general Mm -hmm. and I think that that's a step on the way, in my opinion, this is my opinion, the ultimate objective, which is to not see color. And when I say not see color, that means not letting 
color drive how you interact with others mm-hmm. and how you treat them. And mm-hmm. it's not about not honoring and celebrating their differences because yes. like you and I had said, yes, celebrate differences. That's what makes us beautiful. I love diversity in humans, but it's a human. And underlying all of that, recognizing that we're all humans. Yeah. Yes. 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 And in conjunction with what we're talking about, like as far as like being scrutinized by my own people yeah. like the, just to, just say that, to say yeah. that like, gets me like <laughs> <laughs> like seriously okay because yes my husband is white yes my kids are mixed when jason and i lived in california the black men would literally like sometimes turn their nose down at me really like, mm, like what does he got that and in my mind i was like he respects me <laughs> And he makes me feel loved and I don't feel, not that I feel like I need to be put on a pedestal, but like there's a difference between feeling respected by your partner in general and just, I just always grew up where there was all the different races, not necessarily black, but what I would see on TV or when I was, when I got to high school and what I would see I just felt objectified by black men and I hated that. I mean, besides like my dad and my brothers and stuff like that. And so it made me like, oh, I don't even know if I I couldn't deal with that. I couldn't deal with living, feeling like that. And I I think partially too, that's how my parents brought me up. Like you, you should feel respected. You should feel, (laughs) like you should feel you know, loved and you should feel like you shouldn't feel objectified and you should. And this is something I can connect with you on because this transcends race. (sighs) This is something, this is, this gets into just sexism territory. Not that we need to just (laughs) make this like as deep and heavy as we need to make this podcast episode. That touches on just a human experience and Mm -hmm. that does get into sexism territory where objectification often happens. Women feel objectified Mm -hmm. and that's just society. Mm -hmm. And I have posted about this. (laughs) (laughs) increasingly so because it's a thing and especially once you start noticing how it seeped into the fabric of our society and how we're indoctrinated there's a balance between holding people accountable for it but then also recognizing that it's just how we were trained and Mm -hmm. raised in society not by our parents but by society it's just how our society is not that we can't change it because i absolutely believe that we can so speaking to that as far as objectification and then also feeling respected by your partner Mm -hmm. and i feel like this is also a topic that i often think about and talk about being single and explaining to people why I view relationships the way that I do and why I'm single and this is because I feel very strongly that you should elevate your partner but then they should also elevate you it is reciprocity Mm -hmm. so well I don't know what people's orientation is but let's say heterosexual man and Mm -hmm. a woman so that should be your king you should be his queen Mm -hmm. but it's a two-way street yes and I object to people who are like he better treat me like a queen or she better treat me like a king. No, man, it's a girl. Street. You better support your man. Exactly. Like, no. It's two emotionally ways. like. Yes, <laughs> oh you deserve God. that, and he deserves yes. that. Like it should be two ways. Yeah, it's not just about getting and focusing on getting, yeah. and just like being a human. It's about give and take. It's a balance. And if you're like too far on one side, you're out of balance, and you gotta mm-hmm. get back to good. Or, yes, or like yeah. you owe me this, or this is no. 
no, no, no. And no. so, yes. And so it's not about a race thing. Like, yeah. you know, when you're getting those looks from the mm-hmm. black males, mm-hmm. it's about a human thing. And it's recognizing it's not seeing color. And it's like, well, we connected. We have a connection that transcends color. And he respects me and treats me well. And that's what should matter. Yes. Not the color of his skin. Like, I want to say, like, I can't remember what I said. But I was like, well, no, he's just mature enough to appreciate me for who I am. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> What a radical concept. Yes, okay. I know this is something you got to sit with and okay. think about. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's how you feel. Cool. But I am very comfortable where I am, and I will stay comfortable where I am. Yes. And I, unfortunately, will never go that route unless I see that there's enough maturity there for it. And I tell my mom this all the time. My mom is like, you married your father, just a white version of your father. <laughs> like, I literally did. <laughs> Seriously, did. That's awesome. <laughs> and your father was a good guy. Yes, and I respect <laughs> my father wholeheartedly. I can totally see that. Like super chill, super yeah. Yes. Very like oh my goodness. Going, but thoughtful. Ve- very, very yes. thought process is like intellectual and intellectual. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even some of their mannerisms. I married my father. Like for real. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> and I know that that's it's a common experience. Yes. <laughs> oh well thank you so much for sharing your perspective because it is unique you have a unique story thank you for having me and i have always appreciated and admired and loved how open-minded you are i mean even just with things that we talk about you know all my shit and you've accepted and we have some deep conversations remember that time that we were at starbucks and like shut the place down there for like no exaggeration like five hours yep I remember. I do remember. Talking about upbringing. Yes. Oh, we how it's deep. molded, how we think, yes. how we act, how yes. we accept people's, how, what people say to us. Oh, yeah. Totally. And oh, that yeah. just speaks to our universal human experience. And on the previous episode, Akila, Lacey, and I talk about that. And I mean, it's just a human thing. There are variations within the human race. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, mm. it's not about seeing color. Yeah. That's just one of the ways to look at it, but I feel like that's a very limiting way to look at it. I mean, there are variations within each race, which in whatever demographic you're choosing to focus on or view it through, there are just variations within the human race and accepting that and not just viewing people with a blanket lens, like all Asians or all Europeans or all whites or all blacks or whatever, just realizing it's people very human to human. And so it's focusing on the human and recognizing and seeing that and understanding. All that stuff that you just said, I do want to say though, yeah, too. Let's hear it. Even though like I think and live, you know, mindset wise the way I do, don't get me wrong, there are still times where when I'm in a situation, like even when I would hang out here with mm-hmm. all the girls. Yeah. And I'm the only black girl there. There are times where I just sit back and I'm just like, what am I doing here? <sighs> like I don't know if it's necessarily if I'm thinking like, what is my purpose mm-hmm. or what should I learn from this? But there there were times where I just felt like, what am I doing here? And like, and almost an uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, because, mm-hmm. and I think that's when the thought process of seeping in that I am different, mm-hmm. but, and then not like the situation or the people I was with made me feel no, no, that no. way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I almost think that society and situations and things kind of makes you do that Mm -hmm. sometimes and Mm -hmm. makes you wonder and I think I've been open about it like well you guys like I'm still the different one here and you know and 
everybody would always look at me like, Shelly, stop. <laughs> Come on. Like, stop it. But, you yeah, know, I can respect and understand you know. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just like, and, you know, I know sometimes, too, I always throw around like, well, I'm the token black girl, like you yeah. know. And they're just like, whatever, Chelly, you're going to be mayor. You already are mayor. I always call you that. You show up in town five minutes and know everybody. So I do, I do want to say that there are still times where I feel like my brain goes to the other side and I'm just like, I don't belong here, you know. And it just hits at and a, it, sporadically and yes. out of nowhere and randomly. And, and I feel this sounds super shallow, but I feel like it's because I'm not getting the attention that I feel like my counterparts are getting. And it's because I'm different. Because I know that I'm different. And I don't think it's it's not on purpose. I just feel like it's out of, I don't even know if I'm using the right word, but it's like out of ignorance. Like the, not being disrespectful or whatever. But it's like they don't know how to... Sometimes I feel like people don't know how to. Oh, I'll speak for somebody who's raised here because I can speak to that, and I think a lot of people just have no exposure to diversity a lot of times. Yes, or maybe that's what it is. And a lot of times people just don't know how to relate to someone to whom they've never been exposed. Gotcha. And so they're just really unsure to how how to proceed. Usually they're well intentioned, and they're just like I am just not sure what to say, how to react, what to do. Sometimes how to include you. Yeah, Uh. for the most part, because and we've talked about this. We live in a bubble, and a lot of good people here. Some xenophobia for sure, Mm -hmm. and some ignorance. Mm -hmm. But I think that's minimal, relatively. Yes. No, I agree. It happens. There's still discrimination here. Yes. And And it doesn't upset me at all because I totally look at it as like, I'm like, you just don't understand. You just don't know. You just haven't been around it to know. So I'm not, I don't hold it against anybody. But, you know, even when it comes down to like the kids and children, like, I don't think people will ever understand. And I think... Even when I bring this up, people are just like, no, no, it's not. I'm like, no, honey, I can go into Walmart and kids will literally stare at me like I've never seen that before in real yeah, life. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't phase me, you know, or bother me, but because it actually makes me feel sad because I'm like, you know, you just don't put a shelter in yeah. place. Yeah. And you just don't understand, but you want to mm-hmm. and you're not being rude. No. You're just like, what? like, whoa. It's from a pure, curious place. Yes. It's pure. Yes. It's innocent. Yes. 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 Just like with kids, just because they'll let you know whether they're looking at you like, oh, so you chose to do your hair like that yes. today, huh? You know what I mean? Oh, you wearing that <laughs> okay. mm. Yeah. They're just just processing because mm-hmm. it's a novel experience and novel, especially if yes. they haven't really been exposed to diversity. Yeah. And I also want to note out that kind of prompted a thought too because how we first met when you first came into my store and I remember and I explained this to you because you had told me you're like hey listen because I had a boutique and you Mm -hmm. came in you're like you didn't greet me and I'm like and I still feel awful about that and I'm like and I explained (laughs) to her I remember those times just a haze of exhaustion because I would be pulling like 15 Mm -hmm. hour days just depleted to the Mm max I remember the time that you came in I was feeling just especially low and on e that day and and you guys were doing a like you were prepping for a photo shoot or something too every day every day yeah oh my god yeah because I'd wake up get to work like 5 a.m 5 30 and then get off go straight to the store and then be there and then as soon as store hours closed I'd style a shoot do hair and then we'd go shoot so then I'd get home at like 10 (laughs) p.m So I, oh I got pulled over a couple of times 
for the cop that I was intoxicated. I was just so exhausted. Mm. Yeah. So anyways, so that's a headspace and you had come in and I, and I'm glad that you had called me out on it and um, said something about it. And cause that's not how I typically like to approach and live my life and interact with people. But yeah, I mean, just, I was yeah. just running on E yeah. a lot well, of those days, but I could very easily see how someone who didn't have an elevated perspective like you or someone who could view that and perceive that a certain way would maybe think that that was like racially motivated or mm, yeah perceive it that way so mm. i bring that up just to note um for humans in general to just sometimes try to give the benefit of the doubt yes. and understand that there might be other things going on That's that always, is leading to somebody act the way that they're acting that is always my rule of thumb yeah, and, and that's, that's a good, elevated, because, evolved yeah. way to live. I mean, whether it's, it doesn't even have to be a, a racial consideration, but just yeah. in general. Or friends, like if they just, or acquaintances or people that you know just aren't as friendly one day or act a certain way, just there's a, there's not some reason. jump to take it, taking it yes. personally. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. likely another reason. It's not yeah. about you, it's about them. And so no. I think that that's relevant to note here. I get it. And even like when it comes to sexism, say, you know, mm-hmm. if a man acts a certain way, I try to suspend my initial inclination to view it through that lens and be like, hey, there could be another yeah. reason. It doesn't Let's necessarily... Let's get a little bit deeper if we yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. He could have said that because of whatever other reason. I don't necessarily need to jump to sexism. Mm-hmm. And so it's just trying to check yourself before you react. And like give space to like think about it. I could have totally gone there and I could have mm-hmm. never gone back in there. Exactly. Because I remember Amanda was like putting makeup on somebody and she's the one. She's like, hey, mm-hmm. hi. And I was like, okay, okay. At least like, somebody is yeah. like friendly in this you know, I'm like, I'm, take, I'm taking notes, taking notes. You know, because this was like my first, I just moved here. It was summertime. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to go check out Old Town and see what stores are mm-hmm. Like what this place even has to offer. Because yeah. if I'm going to be living here, okay. Yeah. And I, but I also didn't want to like compare it to my California life. Yeah. Which I feel like, I think I initially went in there like, okay, let's see if these people talk to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. because I know everybody's always like, why are you moving there? Why are you moving <laughs> yeah. to Idaho? What you going to do in Idaho? <laughs> What's your black blah, 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 blah. Like, what? You know? So yeah. I started to be like, I don't know, but I'm, I hope I can still be me. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... I don't know. That it's totally me to be like, so I was in here before and I just want to come and thoroughly introduce myself so that we don't get off on the wrong foot and I don't judge or don't so g- give a perception of like who I think you guys are based on that one incident. I'm going to give you, you the benefit of that. I'll give you three times, but that, <laughs> that's it. After that, then I'll be like, okay, that's just who you are and we can't be friends. <laughs> that's a good way to live life but thank you for that because think about the friendship that we would have missed out on i know oh my gosh that breaks my heart to think about (laughs) so glad that you are as evolved as you are um yeah you just rule and i just think so highly of you so thank Thank you. you thank you for coming on and i love you and if people want to connect with you you want to tell them where they can connect with you like on social oh they can connect with me on instagram my instagram account c-h-e-l-i-t-b and i will put this in the show notes yes that is a more public file my facebook page is not as public just because that's more where my family connects with me and sees what's going on with me you can still like catch up with me there you know through dm but i'm just more easily accessible through instagram 
Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so. cool. Thank you. Yes. And everybody, I hope you found this valuable, thought-provoking, just a different I know. Same here, too, because I, I, I was like, I don't know what I really have to offer. But that's the thing. That's <laughs> what everybody has to offer is their voice, and it's unique, and it's okay. something that we should all embrace within ourselves and within others. So right. thank you. Right, Love right, you. Right. Peace and blessings to everybody. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you.